Well, good morning, good morning. Like I always say, kick it off. I like saying God morning because this is the day that the Lord has made. I say that very often. And I, say, I get excited about what God's doing, as you guys know. Amen? I am not a sideline sitter for Jesus. I like to get out there and, you know what, if I made a fool of myself for the devil, that's all right. You know what, I turn around, I switch dancing partners, I'm going to do everything I can to show people about Jesus. You know, just keep on going and putting the word out any way we can. And I want you to know that this is a highlight of my week. Not because I get to stand up here or anything else like that. Because I get to hang out with my family. That I get to pass on what I believe that God's pouring through my life. Because I want to see what God's doing in your life. I want to see it impact your life. I want to see it transform your life. I want you to see that you can do it. Somebody say, I can do it. You can do it. <laughs> that was not rehearsed, man. You, Jeff gets the A for today. I love it. He's excited, man. Can you just imagine what happened when we went to school? Can you just imagine? Right? But I love that. But see, you know what? Because he feels comfortable here. He feels like he's with his family here. He feels like he can speak his peace here. Amen? And we do it in an orderly fashion. We do it lifting up the Lord. And that's what, that's what family does. If, I, if I'm with my family, I can't say, okay. Okay, I'm not going to enjoy that. Enjoy your family. Encourage your family. Amen? Well, today's message is uh, it's called, Where's the Love? Miss Tiny found a really cool... Uh, background on there. I had one of my one of my buddies, man, when we used to play softball later on, and, and he would pull some stunts. And we we're like, what are you doing? And old Gerald used to say, where's the love? Where's the love? Just love me through it. You ever, you ever had that happen sometimes? You're just like, yeah, I know, but can you just love me through it? I know I use that a lot. We were doing something, and I was like, hey, we're working on this song, working this song, and they're going, no, no, and I just like, just love me through it. Just love me through it. Sometimes we just got to love them through it. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. Now, if you haven't been coming on Tuesday nights, you're getting a sneak preview because this message was really birthed out of what we're working on Tuesday night. And it's really talking about love, and we're going to share a little bit. If you've got your Bibles, I'm going to give you a little head start here if you want to open to Colossians chapter 1. We're going to be looking at verse 4 and 5. So in that small group meeting, we get to come up with some really cool stuff that God's showing us. And so a lot that I share today will be from that. But you guys that are here on Tuesday night, it won't be the same thing, I promise you. It's just what God was showing me through that. And so, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, man, where's the love? And, and I pulled this out of our study here and I thought this was really amazing. Said, you know, one of the hardest things about loving folks is that we're not always sure that love will be returned. Can I get an amen there? I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. We kind of put up that guard, don't we? We, we, we like to have that little buffer, buffer zone, man, and I can understand that. Maybe because we've been hurt. Maybe because, you know, we don't understand. Maybe it's because we put unrealistic expectations on somebody. I don't know what it is, but I believe God will show you today what it is, if that's the case. And I want God just to reveal that to us. But you know what? The thing that the Lord shows me in, in, in this, in, in the teaching from his word, and it applies to us right here today, right now, is that, you know what? In the family of God, I believe that love should be the number one ingredient ingredients that's tasted. Amen? I, I believe that's the number one thing. And you say, well, why do you believe that? Because God's got, got his word on it. I'm going to give you something to look at here. It's John 30, 1335, John 1335. And he said, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Man, sometimes it's hard to even love ourselves. We're going to talk about that today. Sometimes we might feel like it's kind of hard to love God. Let's be honest. You know, we, we don't understand. We think he's punishing us or something like that because we've got the wrong idea of who our heavenly father is. Let's take a look at God's word and look at this. I want to read this to you here. And it says in Colossians 1, uh, 4 and 5, and Paul's talking to the, to the church here, and, he, and he's telling them this here. He said, 
For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, which, come from your, which comes from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You have had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the good news. Man, now isn't that something? Right there. There's a great thing to remember. Here's a, here it is. When we give, listen to this. I want you to write this down if you've got something to write, write on. We've got something to write on, something to write with. When we give his love away, God's love away, God will always send it back to us. If we send out God's love, whether they respond to it or not, God's going to send that love back to you. You say, how is that? Because he's changing things on the inside, right? When we're finding that we, when we start getting the eyes of Christ and we start loving on people, God is doing a work in our life and it's going to come back through to us because God's not going to leave you empty, amen? He's going to fill you up, amen? Everybody doing good? So let's take a look at this. One of the things I thought about this, and I try to insert ourselves into the story, and I thought, you know, do we love like that? Do we love like that? And I said, man, what, what does that look like? I wonder... Could we say that with this statement here and, and Colossians could be applied to other churches in the area? Let's bring it home. I wonder if what's being said here could be something that we're doing. Could that be applied to us? Well, you know what? I hope it can be, but there's always room for adjustment. So if there's course corrections that we need to take today to loving people and loving God and loving ourselves, let's let the Lord show us today. Amen. Everybody doing good? All right, let's keep on rolling. Really got three points that I want to hit today. And I know everybody's got things to do, but I'm going to tell you what, I want to send you out with a word that's going to encourage you in the Lord. We're going to be looking at loving God, loving self, and loving others, amen? So the first thing we're talking about is loving God because I believe it's got to start there, amen? He already loves us, but do you know it? See, if we're not aware of that, we're not going to share in it. I said, we got to love by faith. What does that mean? I said, when we become a Christian, right, when Christ comes into our life, God gives us the resources to be a different kind of person, amen? He gives us the resources to be a different kind of person. That old has passed away, right? Here we go. He'll give us the motivation. He also gives us the ability. He provides you with a new kind of love. Have you ever noticed that? I used to really like stuff. Anybody like stuff? I mean, man, when I, I, I had guitars and still got a few, and I was written, man, I, I like them guitars. I, I, I had them. I mean, I had them lined up, the year and everything like that. And if somebody wanted to, to, to play one, I'm talking a little ways back now. I didn't mind if they playing it, but man, I'm like, man, I'm making sure they don't have nothing on their arm that's going to scratch it. Making sure, you know, they're not sweating on it, you know, and all this stuff. I'm praying for you, brother. <laughs> I know but you go through that with stuff sometimes whether it's a guitar or whatever but see all I knew is guitar stuff there, there's a lot of things I'd like to do but that was my thing playing guitar so man this is my this is my deal right this is my thinking and so I had a close leash on that stuff and then I just thought as time goes by it's like it's just stuff because God started changing the love of my life I'd rather see someone go ahead and play it man whatever you know and then I had some of my buddies right and, and, and they're like, hey, I'm thinking about getting this type of guitar. Can I, can I play? I was like, why don't you take it with you? They're like, what? I got a guy that works with me. He didn't understand. Because stuff started losing its zeal. Stuff started losing its, 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 I don't know, to pull on me. Because God's love was filling me up. Had a guy that, that went through some stuff and uh, went through a divorce. And, and, and he had to get a ride to work for about a year. And uh, he saved up some money to get a used car. He said, well, I hope that car's still there when I get off work. 
I said, well, Sadie, it's over at the credit union, and I hope that car's there because I, I think I can swing that one. He said, but I need to get over here, and then I have to go get the tags and everything. I never thought nothing about this. So I pulled my keys out. Boom. Hey, man, take my truck. He said, your new truck? It was new then. And I said, yeah. He said, what? He couldn't get that. Now, right now, we're thinking, so what? But that, listen, listen to the whole story. The guy said, well, what? This has been, this was in 1995. 1995 when I got truck. And I said, hey, man, go ahead. I said, it's full coverage insurance, but just as long as you don't get hurt, I don't care. Drive it. The guy started crying. I'm like, what? He said, man, nah. it's just good to see that. It's just good to see that. I'm not trying to make myself out of something else. I'm telling you how God changes your heart. That's, that's the moral of the story. So he did that and he got that car. Do you know he still got that car? He took care of that car. That man took care of that car. That car, you could eat off the engine and everything else. And when I see him every now and then, you know what he does? He always come up there. You know that little guy snap you on the back, rub your back, and he said, I never forget what you did for me. Well, you do nothing for me. He said, yeah, man, that day when I didn't have nothing. That day when I didn't know if I was going to be able to get what I really needed, God used you. Can you be saying about that? Isn't that a good story? Isn't that a good story? I, but see, I never even thought about it. It had lost its zeal. It had lost that. Because you know what? I wanted to love by faith. It's hard sometimes to, to love people. Amen? And sometimes it's hard to love yourself. But I'm going to tell you what, when we get that God kind of love working in us, stuff loses its zeal and people start to take the proper place, value in people because you see them as God's children. Amen? That's what I'm getting with this. We see them as who they are. Well, let's take a look at this. We're still talking about loving God. Consider who he is. Man, I thought about this. I said, the Lord of all creation, the lover of my soul, he set the stars in the heaven, the boundaries of the ocean, the earth and the existence, and every breath in my body. Can you love somebody that did that for you? Amen? Could you do that? Could you love somebody that gives you breath? Anybody ever been suffocated? They didn't live in our neighborhood. People would just turn around and just you know, try to knock you out and everything else. Because two-hand touch football didn't last for about three plays. And then they're tackling you. And then they're, you know, roughhousing you and all that stuff, man. I thought roller derby was like a, something easy after that stuff. But sometimes when you're fighting for that breath, and you <sighs> fell out of a tree one time. Boom, couldn't breathe. And this girl pushed on my stomach until I could get a half a breath. Just a half a breath. All my other friends go, ah. They said, we thought you were going to die. I said, me too. But man, let me tell you, was I thankful for that breath? Think about the breath that God gives you. Think about all the things that God gives you. Let's keep on rolling here. The creator of the universe living in you. Now I'm going to go back and pull a little bit out of the scripture. I said, for we have heard of your faith in Christ, he says, Jesus, and your love for all of God's people, which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. Man, because of your confident hope in the Lord. Are you confident in Christ? Amen. Amen. Are you confident in Christ? I hope so. Do you desire to know him deeper? Each time you meet with him, do you desire to know him deeper? Do you think about heaven? I said, this is the very place that God has prepared for his children to dwell in with him. There's no pain. There's no suffering. Each moment in the presence of God, I said, that's the love that draws us closer and holds things together. Man, it's amazing how God will speak to you. I'm going to share a few things, and, and, and I hope that you look at the big picture because it's so simple. But it's so much God. Amen. You got to keep it simple for me. 
And I thought about that. I said, man, isn't this amazing how God works all these things together? Every moment God's moving. Every moment God is, is thinking about us. And he holds it all together. Let's take a look at this. I said this. I said, Christ makes all things possible. I love the grace of God. I, said, I wrote this down. I said, because it gives, me, it, it gives when I can. It loves when I'm unlovable. It strengthens when we're at our weakest moment. It heals when we're hurt. It comforts us when we're wounded. When you experience his love, it shows you your value and helps you to love yourself and others. Amen? Anybody ever have a down day? Huh? You know what? Preachers don't have them. Not. That's a, that is not a truth at all. I'm just sharing that. Every now and then you get a little overwhelmed. You get a lot of phone calls. You got stuff going on. You're doing all these things. You go, man, what's going on? So what you do is you say, okay, if I can't do anything about this right now, I just need to spend some time with the Lord. I'm going to go to the gym. Went there yesterday. You know that I got a lot on my plate if I go at 8 o'clock in the morning. Because I don't want to. But I get there. And I, I'm putting stuff over there. And I see this lady. And I said, hey, how are you? You never know who knows you. You never know who's watching your life. I end up being uh, Debbie's, Debbie's sister-in-law. And I said, hey, how you doing? I just encourage her and everything else. And she says, well, I think you know my sister-in-law. Debbie Bunn. I said, I do. And she was talking about it. I said, I've never met her before. I said, that's nice. So there's one other guy in there. And I'm still thinking, man, Lord, what are we going to do today? I got this to do, man. The day's running out. I want to spend some more time. I'm just going to shove everything to the side. I just want you. I just want to love God. So I get on my bike. I'm on the bike. I said, I just, I just want to see you doing stuff. Right? I know you're doing stuff all the time. You ready for this? Let me see your hand. Yeah. Let me look at something. You see that right there? What does that look like? What letter does that look like? It looks like an M. I thought I was the only one to have one. Look at your hand. Look at your hand right there. It looks like an M. I know this is, this, this is how God speaks to me. I'm riding the bike. And I'm saying, Lord, I just want to see you working. I just want to see you, man. I'm at, I'm at 10 minutes in. I'm on the bike. I'm at 15 minutes in. And, man, I'm just praising the Lord and everything else. And, and, and the Lord said, look at your hand. And I'm riding the bike. And I'm looking at it. And he says, you see that? And I said, it looks like an M. <laughs> I said, this is, this is a conversation I'm having. And he says, you're mine. He says, you're mine. You trusted me long ago and you're mine. Man, I really go. I really go. I, I mean, I've I got that baby paid down. I could just hung the Lord's. He said, I want you to look at it again. I'm going, okay. And this is what he showed me. He says, you know what? There's sometimes it's kind of hard going up that hill, isn't it? There's mountains and there's valleys. And there's mountains and there's valleys. And you're still mine. Whew! He said, the next time you don't think I'm with you, look at your hand. I said, wow! I don't know if that's pretty cool to y'all. That was cool to me. Because I'm going to tell you about 17 minutes in, I'm thinking I might meet him face to face. <laughs> and I kept thinking about it. I said, yeah, man, I've seen places in my life I was right there at the top. Oh, Lord, I've been right there. Oh, I've been right there. Oh, I've been there. He said, you're still mine. I said, I said, man, I said, God, it's so good to know that you love me all the time. I said, even when things seem upside down. He said, flip your hand over. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is what's going on in my heart with, my, with the Lord. I mean, and I said, it looks like a W. He said, you win. You win. You're mine. Isn't that amazing? Now, if God can talk to you through a bad fingerprint, what else can he do? 
I mean, he's always there. So just a little tidbit this week. If you feel like you're alone and you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, just look at your hands. Think about his hands being extended out to love you this much. Just a little side note. Just a little side note. And I was thinking about that last night. So I'm getting all teared up, sweating and everything else. And I get off there and there's a guy sitting over on the other weight bench over there. And I go, hey. And it's all of a sudden, you ever know somebody knows you, but you don't know them. You know? So I call a lot of people, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, Val. And he goes, hey, man, I remember you. And I go, really? Where from? Because you're going, is it rock and roll days? Is it preaching? What's going on here? Man, this thing's going. And he goes, you preached a funeral a year and a half ago for somebody. I go, I did. He said, man, ready for this? I think it's been a year, year and a half ago. He said, man, you blew me away when you pulled that rope out. He still remembered, you know how we use that little illustration about living our life in that little red spot here and never thinking about the eternity. Most of y'all have seen me do that thing. It's not something that I came up with, but it's, it's, we just use that as a tool. The guy remembered that. He said, I saw you come in here before and I knew I knew you, but, but today it just clicked. He said, man, that message really stuck with me. Year, year and a half later, the guy still remembers it. That's not a buddy thing. That's a God thing. God used a 39-cent piece of rope to help that guy to remember. Live your life every day for me. Isn't that something? God uses a blistery hand on a fat guy to say, you're mine. Amen? Just a little side note. I want you to know that right there. Everybody doing good? All right. I think we got that knocked out. Let's keep on rolling. Just a little side note. So it gets even better. So I'm all pumped up on Jesus. I come home and it gets real good because Jesse says, I want to cut the grass. I said, I love you. <laughs> You're great. I, I said, you, <laughs> I get out there and he's doing good on the ride normal, but dad's still thinking the backyard's the place to be. That's that. I don't want him out on the front just yet. He can handle it, but dad's a little cautious because there's cars out there and there's other things. Out there. I said, all right, Jess. Yes, I show them how to burn the tires on. I have to admit. You know, yeah, rev it up and I pop the clutch, pop the clutch. See that? Yeah, that's cool. You know? Yes. Insurance people love me. So he's driving around and everything. I said, and the first thing I want him to know is when you pull up, I want you to know how to stop. Pull up, stop. Pull up, stop. Pull up, stop. Okay. I got it. This is, this is a side note. So Jesse is happy. He is riding this thing everywhere. And I'm sitting on our picnic table. And he's riding around. I said, man, this is good. I'm thinking, Tom's cut the grass, now Jesse takes it over, and Tom Jesse leaves, somebody else can cut it, because I ain't pushing it at no 70 years old. <laughs> Jeff said, he'll do it, thank you, brother. <laughs> so we're out there, and Jesse's riding around. But see, it's, it's cool for Jess, because it's like a car. And I'm thinking, dude, you have went across that cut piece of grass about eight times. And I don't want to dog him, because he's doing great. And he's got his jams on, and he's riding, man, he's riding. And he, and he pulls over there, and I go, hey, dude, come here. And he pulls around, and he goes, yeah, dude. I said, you see all those little white little, uh, what do you call them? Little, yeah, buttercup things, whatever, you know, weeds. That's what we have. He goes, where? I said, all that over there. He goes, no, I don't have my contacts in. <laughs> <laughs> so, son, you were doing great, man, because he was just riding all around. He didn't, he didn't march. He was riding. I said, now, now I understand. Yeah. But he, he got him, boy. He run him down. He was going all over the place. And I so I was sitting there counting my blessings. And I laid back on my picnic table. And I looked up there. 
And I was still talking about the Lord. And I said, man, Lord, you're showing yourself to me today. I appreciate that so much. You showed me through the gym. You showed me through a rope trick a year, year ago. I won't say a trick, a rope illustration a year ago. You, 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 you showed me so much stuff. And I lay back on there. And I look at the sun creeping through there. And this is what the Lord gave me. Sometimes we get the best view of the sun. S-O-N. When we're flat on our backs. God's speaking all the time. God's speaking all the time. I'm on a rotted picnic table with a boy with no glasses on cutting the grass. And God's speaking to me through this. Man, isn't that something? What is it that God's showing you? That's not deep enough. I'm going to go a little bit deeper. This is what he showed me last night when I looked at this. See, if we make him a priority, he will shape the priorities in our life. Amen. If God is the priority in your life, he will shape the priorities in your life. I was like, wow, all that from some pine needles and some sunlight. God's speaking to his people, right? And so, you know, he just shows me, you know, God's love coming down, loving ourselves and loving others. I said, when you get down and out, look up and in. Just want to share that with you. Amen. Everybody doing good? The reason I'm taking time on this because so many times we want to see the lightning bolt. We want to see all these different things and all this stuff. And God's speaking in those everyday things. Don't miss out on what God's got for you today. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. All right. Everybody doing good, right? All right. Love yourself. Now, I don't mean love yourself like I'm conceited or anything like that. I want to go and pull this thing apart a little bit. I said, look at what God has put in you. I said, we hear so much about, you know, junk of the world and all this and what we should look like and what we should do and what we should wear, what we should drive, all this stuff. But we, we often overlook God's approval. We want everybody else's approval, but we already got God's. Have you ever thought about that? We want man's approval, but you got the king of the universe approval. Said, I love you. You're mine. You're marked with my spirit. Let's keep on rolling right on into it. I said, we're sealed with the spirit. Ephesians 1.13, it says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. When you heard the truth of his word, let's go back to that app. People all over the world are hearing the truth of his word. People are hearing the gospel, amen? Life-changing, transforming stuff from God. Amen. Let's keep on going. I look at this here. I want, I want to read what I had here. I, I, I thought about this too. This has been a teachable week. Anybody had a teachable week? Got to give you another story. I know it's getting long, but I'm, I got to share this with you. Last week we had a cookout. Anybody enjoy that? Yeah. And how many people know that I should never work on stuff? <laughs> All the immediate family went. Hands up everywhere. So I go... Grandmama, come on. I thought you'd please pull for me. No, but I am so grateful. I am so grateful for my father-in-law who retired and fixes things at our house. Yes. Well, take a look at this. I look and I go and I say, you know, I can fix this grill. I can fix this grill. I drill some holes and stuff through it, punch the side out, everything else. That's all right. Tim, Tim came by and helped me, help, help a little encouragement. I'll get to that. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go buy a new grill. I'm going to buy a new grill. We can use it in the church, whatever. So I go get a new grill, bring it back, and it's put together. I will not buy a grill that's not put together, okay? I get it. I get back, and, I, and Tim calls. I said, man, come on, check this grill out, man. This grill is cool. He goes by, he goes, man, that's nice. And he says this true statement. He looks at the other one. He says, 
you know your dad would never throw that grill away. Because <laughs> my pops would have bailing wire on it. I mean, he'd be tack ribbon and stuff. He wouldn't do it, man. And I said, you know, you're right. He would. I said, but I got to let it go. But I thought about what he said. I said, well, you know, man, I'm my dad's boy. I can handle it. So we get the new grill. We get it out here. And I start realizing that the new grill doesn't have some of the cool stuff that the old grill had. I got an idea. So what I do is when nobody's around, I'm going to work on it. Because anybody said, no, don't do it. Don't do it. So I get home, and one of the things, it didn't, it didn't have a handle on it to pull it. So I set the grill out. That's an old grill. That's a new grill. It's two holes. It's just two screws. I can do this. Right? So I said, it's got to be good. I go, and I find Denise has some little model paint. I even get, I take the other one off. I get some model paint. I look at the one over there. I go, boop. That's where I got a drill. I don't even, I, this is up for me because what I usually do is get one drill and just shove it through. I take the small one. I go to the next big one. I'm just proud of myself. I go to the next one. I get it on there. And it's a little hard to get in there because the burner's on that side. I'm like, you know, I know it's different than the other one. I get it all done. I'm proud of this. I send Miss Tanya a picture. I said, look at this. She goes, boy, that's awesome. You can do it. So now I'm getting brave. And I told Denise, comes on, I say, I fixed the grill. Yeah. And I all puffed up my gas. And I said, you know what? It's got another piece on the bottom. I'm going to switch that over too. So after I unload her car and do all the things that I do, I said, well, let me go look at that. And I go and look at that thing and I go, I put it on the wrong side. <laughs> I put it on the wrong side. How can you do that? So when you lift it up, it's not supposed to be on the side with the wheels. So I lift it up and I try it and I'm dragging stuff. <laughs> I thought, I cannot believe this. So I got to fix it, right? Then I think, I hope nobody comes out. That's why it's hard to get the bolts in. But I did it. I had it in there, man. I mean, I, I probably broke the other thing, but I, that handle looked good. So now it's like, man, I got to fix this before somebody comes out. So I go back to my old way. One drill bit, one hole. Oh, man, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that thing's like this, and I'm going like this. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. I get it back on there. I go, Lord, how did I mess stuff up like this? Teachable moment. You ready? This is God showing me stuff through a barbecue grill now. I was like, man, look at those holes in that other side. You know what I mean? But those holes were perfect, man. The other side was not so much. So I started laughing. I said, Lord, what are you going to teach me now? Here's my teachable moment. He said, many times we're so focused on what someone else has that we don't watch and realize what we have. I looked at the old grill so close and I saw the new grill. I want what that one has. I'm going to take that and put it over here. Don't we do that in life? I want what he has. I want what she has. I ought to have that. But I didn't look at the big picture. I just, I mean, just, I, mean I, I, I want that. Do we do that sometimes? Man, I thought about that. I said, gosh, Lord, sorry about that. What's going on? And I said, you know what? I said, I shouldn't be focused on your life so much that I lose track of my own. I was so focused on getting that new grill up the par that I didn't even think about nothing else. Let me know if y'all need any help, right? <laughs> Won't get no calls on that one. So I thought about this. I said, man, 
I said, man, if God could speak to me through a barbecue grill and help me understand his love, just how much does he love me more than I can ever understand with this earthly mind? I must be a great value. I know God must just be laughing going, here he goes again. This is not your gifting, but I will love you through. I'll speak to you. But so, you know what? I could have got all mad and everything else. But you know what? I said, I just started laughing. I said, Lord, I know that there's a teachable moment in here. So every time I look at those holes on the side, I say, yeah, you're right. Keep your eyes on your own stuff. Amen. Next time y'all cook a burger, you think about me, amen. Let's keep on going. I just share these real life things because everybody has them. Y'all just ain't sharing. You have a chance on the end, all right? Let's keep on rolling. It's hard to love others if you don't love yourself. Oh, is that true or what? And I thought about this. I said, you know, it's, it's kind of like upward, inward, and outward. Our love for God, his love for us, in us, and then expressed out of us, right? When we focus on God and the love he has for us, it transforms the way we see ourselves. Inward produces love for others. Outward, it flows out from the relationship of Christ. It's everything out of the relationship. It's always about the relationship, amen? We'll pick up speed a little bit here. Loving others, boy, that makes it hard sometimes. I said this here, and I believe this to be a very, very powerful statement. If we have a problem loving others, then we need to check your love level with God. If we're having a difficult time dealing with someone, get with God and ask him to help us see him as he sees him. You know? We have a choice to love people. It's a choice. You know? It's a choice to love people. But I ask the Lord to give us the eyes of Christ. We need the eyes of Christ. I said we need the eyes of Christ to see the real value of others in ourselves. I said, what would happen if we really took the time to see the values in others? What would happen if we chose to share a word of encouragement instead of a word of criticism? Come on now. Somebody ought to just do a backflip there. We might be surprised at the outcome. It can set the stage for a whole new beginning. We get so critical with one another. We do. We do it at my house and everything else. And sometimes like, man, is that really that important? Is it really that important? And what I have to learn to do is to see everything through the lens of the Lord. But how am I going to do that? I need to keep the word open. I need to be thinking about what God did for me. The other, the other day I wrote this statement, I, something along the lines of this. And I said, do we forgive <laughs> others like God forgives us? That's a, that's a tall order. And if we're honest, we probably go, ah, probably not. But as God cultivates himself in our hearts, he will help us to see others through his lens. And we're going to start becoming the hands and feet and ears and eyes of Christ. Amen. Loving people where they are. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Anybody like fresh starts? Yes. Here's a word on it. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Man, isn't that the truth? I said, isn't that what God's all about? New beginnings, restoration, forgiveness, grace, and mercy. Isn't that what he wants? He wants the very best for you. He gave the very best for you. He wants life to just be all it can be for you. Now, I want, I want a couple with that. Does that mean we never have any trouble? No. Does that mean that, you know, that uh, God doesn't love us when we get through tough times? No, not at all. Most of the time... That's when his love's really, really revealed to us. Amen? Those desert times. When everything was cool and I was a happy boy, God didn't show me about my M on my hand. Right? He does show us those things all the time. But I was listening because I was thirsting for God. I was hungry for God. I needed a touch of God. He said, you already got it. You see what I'm saying? 
When I feel unlovable, I got to go back to the well and fill up again. He goes, Lord, what's going on here? You know, I don't understand why this happened. I don't understand why this is going on. I don't understand this. You know, all these things. And, and God just kind of quiets my heart and says, just love me. And I'll straighten this stuff out. It might not be in the time frame that I want. It might not be in the way that I want. But I'm going to trust God. Amen. Because when everything's stripped away, just like when I was on, the, on laying back across that picnic table. And just taking a few minutes to shut this mouth and look and listen. God's always showing us something. I pray today that you take a few minutes and look up and listen. Because I believe God wants to share his best with you. Amen. So I come around to this here. It's from being in Christ that everything else flows out of. It's always out of that relationship. See, how did you see that? How did you, how did you see the M in your hand? How did, you, uh, how did you think about light shining through the trees and all these things? Because of a relationship with the Lord. And God will use things in our life, all the things around us, to speak to our heart. Ultimately, he uses his word. Amen? That's why you got to keep it open. You know, Holy Spirit, one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is bring things to you. Remember, have you ever been doing something and a Bible verse will just fly out? Because you poured it in. And, and you'll say, man, I might not be able to find it in there. I might not know the exact address, but God will bring something up to your remembrance. That's good stuff. That's God cultivating the soil of our heart. So here we go. So where's the love? You thought I forgot about that. No, it's all based out of love. It's always about that. It's found in Christ. It's imparted to us and it's poured out to others. Amen. And I want to show you this real quick. Faith and love. Take a look at this. Galatians 5, 6 says, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith activated and energized and expressed in working through love. Amen. See, it's, it's never about works. They thought it was works. I'll do this and, I'll, and I'll, I'll do this with my body and I'll do this. No, no, it's always it's faith working through the love that moves the mountains in your life. It's faith working through the love. Amen. It's an ongoing process. It's a life, it's, this is what I was thinking about. I said, Lord, you know, when I think about life and he gave me these three things. Loving, living, and forgiving. Loving, living, and forgiving. Those are three big components in our life. And they're all out of the relationship with God. What do we say? I'm not going to love my brother and sister like I'm supposed to if I'm not loving God like I'm supposed to. And I'm not going to be loving God like, I like I'm supposed to if I don't realize how much he loves me. Does that make sense? When I start realizing, man, God thinks I'm amazing. You know what? He sees, he sees my best when I'm at my worst. Wow. He sent his son... To pay the price for each and every one. It is finished. There is nothing left. He took it all. Somebody ought to be celebrating right now. Man, what a day. We think about Father's Day and our, and our earthly fathers. And that's great. I am grateful to have the dad that I had. Man, let me tell you. And I know everybody didn't get the same deal. But I will tell you the deal you get. It's the same. And it's the best one. God, our Heavenly Father. Has open arms for you. <laughs> If, you, if, if you've had, had a rough childhood, if you've had a rough time, if you're going through a rough thing with your spouse, if you're going through money situations, if you're going through all these different things, let me tell you, God's good. You say, well, how, how, how can I see that? You know what? Sometimes we just need to look up a little higher. I'm not saying that things are always easy, but I will tell you this. What you feed on will come out later on. Amen? What you put in, you will pour out one way or the other. 
You will one way or the other. So let's fill up on what God has for us. I said, God grows us every day. Allow the Holy Spirit to water the seeds of faith in your life so that love will grow out of the abundance of God's grace that he's deposited in you. I said, faith and love go hand in hand. If your faith seems weak, then fill up on the love of the Lord and let it energize you and walk with him every day. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today. When we take a few minutes and say, where's the love? The love is in Jesus Christ. The love is in your sacrifice. Your love is, is in what you've done for us and what you do for us. The love should be in your children and flowing through your children to others. The love is that, Lord, you're taking that gospel message and you're sharing it all over the world to transform life. You know what? I thought about this. I said, love is a choice. And I was praying for, for our friends got a new baby on the way and God showed me this listen to this before your baby gets here you already love that baby don't you you already love that baby you ain't never seen her you ain't never seen him but you love that baby it's a choice we love by faith think about that so often we don't even think about that when you're waiting for that baby, you're thinking about all the things you're going to teach that baby. You're going to hold that baby. You're going to love that baby. You're going to teach them. You're going to love them. You're going to rock them. You're going to do all these different things and all these things. Because you've already purposed it in your heart. You've already purposed it in your heart that you're going to do that. Right? And then God shares that blessing. What happens if we took that same thought process and said, you know, I'm going to love that guy at work and encourage him. I'm going to love that lady at, 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 the, at the food line, wherever it is. And, and, and purpose that in your heart. What would happen? Heard a guy speaking the other night. And this lady was just as hateful as could be. And come to him. And she said, maybe you can help me with my situation. She said, I hate my job. I hate the people there. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Hey, 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 hey. Right? And he says, when you go home, I want you to write Ten things down about your job that you like. She said, that won't take long. I don't have anything I like. He said, do they pay you? He said, yeah. You like that? Yeah, write it down. I like my job because they pay me. Do you get the weekends off? Yeah, usually. I like my job because I get the weekends off. And he went through a few things, right? And next thing you know, she had about 20 things that she liked. He said, you know what? I want you to read this every day before you go to work. I want you to speak this into existence. Right? And then at the end of the week, I want you to change that topic to not just like, I want you to change it to love. These are things I love about my job. I go to, and they pay me. I, I, I love that about my job. He said he met the woman two months later. She said, Man, whoo, let me tell you, that was some good advice you gave me. Ready for this? She said, Boy, sure changed them people at work. Did you get that? Sure changed them people at work. It didn't change people at work. It changed your view of the people at work. Your perception of the people at work. If we had God's lens and God's perception of his people and his creation, let me tell you, it would change the way you work. It would change the way you love your family, the way you love your husband, the way you love your brother, the way you love your wife, all those different things. But what is it that we're, we're spewing out? We're always talking about what's negative. We're always talking about that. Where's the love? It's based out of relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Spending time with God. Seeking the Lord. And allowing God to transform our heart. One thought at a time. One prayer at a time. One promise at a time. I pray today that you grab hold of that. I know I got a little long-winded on the stories, but I, I'm telling you, when I see a guy that can remember a story a year and a half ago that transformed his life, guess what? You got three or four today to share, and it could transform your life. And if it transforms your life, guess what? It could transform your child's life. It could transform your boss's life. It could transform your mama's life. I don't know, but I want to tell you what. You might be the only Bible that they see to shine bright for Jesus. Amen. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for each one here. I thank you for those that uh, are fathers, Lord, that stand in the gap. I thank you for those that, you know what, that stand in the gap for fathers. I thank you that you are our Heavenly Father, Lord. When everything's washed away, we can come to you. We can trust in you. We can rest in you. Lord, we pray for miracles, miraculous healings. We pray for, for transformed lives, Lord. We pray for lives to be transformed by the power of this gospel message today. Whether they hear it here, they hear it in Korea, they hear it in Phoenix, I don't care. I just want them to hear about the love and Savior that we serve and Lord help us be that mirror of Christ that vessel of glory and praise for you if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus come on home to your heavenly father today Lord come into my life and forgive me of my sin he will seal you he will take care of your sin he will walk with you he'll never leave you he'll remind you to look at your palm when you think you're the only one around and say you're mine how do I do that Lord come into my life forgive me of my sin I know you're the son of God that takes away the, the sin of the world. Lord, today, be my savior. And if you're here today and you said, buddy, I've done that, but sometimes i got some tough spots. Look at your hand again. Yes, he said there's high spots and low spots, high spots and low spots, high spots and low spots, but he never will leave you or forsake you. Let me tell you, God's good. And I don't tell you because everything's always perfect in my life. I tell you because I serve a perfect God that works in my life even when I miss the mark. I believe we've got to make it personal. And I thank you, God, for your forgiveness. I thank you, God, for, for giving us the privilege that we have. Where's the love? The love is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Woo! Yes, indeed. You know what? Before you leave, tell somebody you love them in the Lord, all right? Man, oh, man. Got a lot to be thankful for today. I'm sure that uh, today is a day that you know what, that we're going to see God moving in my life.